where the dankest caverns are. Dank cavern adventures. Ride em, cowboy! You are listening to A Fistful of Pixels with your hosts, Mike Bachman, Taylor Bliss, and Adam Bash. Each episode, they take listener-submitted titles and turn them into the next great video game. Dracu Mummy's Revenge, submitted by MJ Patrick. Uh, there have been a lot of um, movies and video games based uh, based on you know kind of like the classic, the classic horror monsters like Dracula, mm-hmm. the Mummy, Frankenstein, Frankenstein, Mr. <laughs> the Jewish version of Frankenstein, and you know like say let's say Dracula and the Mummy they they fell in love. Okay. And of that love is born a child. You rejoice, oh you people. And um, that child is Dracula Mummy. It's half Dracula, half Mummy. And by the time Dracula Mummy comes of age, you know, there's no, there are no more stories to be told about these monsters, let alone a hybrid of those monsters. Yeah, second fiddle at this point. Yeah. So what, what do you do? Dracula Mummy has to take revenge. What is he taking revenge for? The fact that his that his mommy and his daddy uh-huh. ate up all the good movie ideas. Okay, so it's the revenge against the Dracula and the mummy. I don't want to steal the thunder off of your idea, so I'm just trying to make no, sure. No, no, no. I'm there. The thunder is here to be stolen. Listen, I've, I've recently turned over a new a new religious leaf, and I'm not. I don't think I'm good with crossbreeding Draculas and mummies in this game. Um, so I would pose perhaps a different suggestion, mm-hmm. which is to either infect, and this is probably not going to work, but either infect a mummy with vampirism, okay. which I don't think would probably work, just because if you think about it, mummies have been drained of their blood, sure. or mummify Dracula. Now, well, I think that's the route yeah. we could probably go to. All right, for sure. Okay, so we're we're dealing with a mummified Dracula. Yeah, I mean. <clears throat> Here, here's the thing. Dracula has been mummified, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll just set the stage for you in case. I mean, we're moving fast for some people, okay? So Dracula has been mummified. And, you know, as with any good mummy, he's, you know, he, he's past that high time in his life where he was, he was a, 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 just a teenage vampire out on the town, you know, uh, painting the town red. Uh, you know, he 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 just wants to kind of kick back and chill, and so you know, mummification seems he like wants, a good. He wants to watch Netflix and chill. That's all he wants. <laughs> he wants to Netflix and What's chill. What's wrong with that? Right. And so, you know, he he he's he, he's taken kind of the more stationary, kind of calm down lifestyle of a mummy, which is you know just hang in your tomb, just kind of do the tomb thing yeah. for a while. Right? I mean, who doesn't want to do mm-hmm. the tomb thing for a while? Right. And so, but wait a minute. What's this? The neighbors next door. A rowdy fraternity has moved in next door to Dracu Mummy. Well, this just won't do. Mm. And so now, you know, he's he's thousands and thousands of years old, but he spent at least the last six years just kind of chilling in his house, you know, uh-huh. not really doing the whole high life vampire style thing, right? But now he's got to he's got to dust off his old cape, okay? He's got to bust out bat form one more time to take revenge. On this shitty fraternity that's moved in next door to him. So, so how does, here, here's the question though. Like, how is he besting the fraternity? 
is oh there's the question yeah i mean that this this is what in my opinion what the important piece of the puzzle is well is he is he besting them at their own game yes okay that's what i that's what i was feeling guess what dracula starting a fraternity folks because battle of the fraternities is on this weekend and he's gonna steal all the pledges (laughs) he's gonna steal all the pledges he's gonna beat them in beer pong he's gonna he's gonna get way more girls um and he's gonna be a freshman He's gonna he's gonna enroll in the university. <laughs> he's gonna have, he's gonna he's gonna and he's gonna frost his tips. Yeah. And he's gonna be a freshman yeah. in in uni, in uni. Except except that he's gonna he's gonna be the king at the prom. They still have proms there. That thing they do in college anymore. I don't know. This one, yeah. In I think, this, it's, in I think it's spring formal. All right, good. Yes. Oh, that's true. That yeah, he's gonna be announced king of spring formal. So wait a minute. Here's the thing though: is that he's not. You can't take revenge until something's been done to you. Like they moved in, but maybe they're maybe they're a decent threat. Maybe they're not. You know, you know they're not loud. They're not rowdy. Listen, after you, Michael, after you've lived after you've lived for thousands of years, and all you want to do is Netflix and chill. It doesn't take much to be a little rowdy. I don't know why you're undermining the the very premise of the game. Hey, maybe they're not rowdy. Maybe I'm not. not no, no, I'm they not. Are. I'm they saying. Are. I'm not, I'm not saying, no, they're not doing this. I'm saying, let's specify exactly what he's taking revenge for. Okay. If, not just the fact that they're there. I mean, that's not a good enough reason to take revenge. That's, yeah. No, no. Lots well, of people are there. Is he going to take revenge on everyone? If they get in his way. If they're too loud. <laughs> oh, if shit. they throw eggs at his door. Yeah. Oh, so these guys threw eggs at his door. Right well, at his door. Yeah, they TP'd his house. You don't throw eggs at Dracula's door, let alone Dracula mummy. It's got all the you powers of a Dracula and world. a mummy. My favorite part is that he he gets he gets assaulted with eggs and he gets TP'd while they know he's Dracula mummy and then he makes and then he transforms himself into the college freshman. That's my favorite part about this whole story. Mm. It's well, it's metaphorical. I think is the the thing you're getting at. I mean, on the surface, sure, it seems like just your your standard college sex romp game, but that's not what it's really about. It's about that. Uh, it's about that freshman Dracu mummy inside all of us, really. Let him free. Let him free. Parliamentary procedure. The speaker has the floor. Submitted by Pegleg Pete. Uh, so I recently, I recently went on a, a pilgrimage to, um, to uh, you know, across the pond. I uh, spent some time in London. We did a tour of Parliament, hmm. um, and. They they do these like audio tours where they give you like headphones and you like you know go through and there's like some British guy talking about what British people do. Yeah. And, and the way he described um, Parliament sounded like sounded pretty much like a Nickelodeon like a Nickelodeon game show where like if there's you know if they if they have like a like a I don't know a bill or like whatever something that they're voting on and not everyone agrees um, the speaker. The speaker will will yell out division, clear the lobby, and then they all they funnel out these opposite doors into these two separate hallways, depending on whether they want to vote yes or no. They have eight minutes to do this, <laughs> and they go through these they go through these hallways, and then they like there's like a like a like a ticket kiosk almost, and they like they like hand a ticket to this guy before they can go back in and then find their seat again. And uh, you would think it would be easier if they all just had a button that said yes or no. Yeah. Yeah. That would be easy. Yeah. Also, what the fuck is going on in Parliament? Nobody really knows. Okay. And I think that we can we can make this game 
that will once and for all, you know, pull the veil back and reveal what's actually going on in Parliament. I think, um, I think the, I think what has to happen is that America's greatest export has arrived and it is filibustering. Okay. Oh. And so now there's a new, there's a new rule that the speaker can, can basically hold up a vote on anything just by continuing to talk in an ongoing manner. Okay. But, oh, what's this? The speaker's been injured on the way to parliament today. Like a numb nuts, he's ruptured his Achilles tendon, you know, like a real, like a real numbskull. The speaker's on the floor, one might say. He is, but it's not the floor of parliament. And that's the problem. Okay. Uh-huh. So they've rigged up an elaborate, uh, system whereby they have one of those little iPads on a, on a, on a, like a cart thing that can get driven around. Right. Okay. Right. And, uh, it's taken the place of the speaker today. Right. Now, the trick thing is, is that, as long as he's able to maintain connection and battery life, he can continue the filibuster even while laying on the floor of his hotel room. Okay. okay. But you are playing the pay, the, you are playing the role of, I assume Parliament has pages. Why not? And you have to run around and, uh, continue to, uh, keep, keep the, the, the iPad robot online. Uh, by uh, knocking out things that maybe interfere with his Wi-Fi signal and uh, continuing to to uh, plug in uh, battery packs to the thing while it's moving around and, and gesticulating wildly in a way that Parliament and robots both do. Gotcha. So you have to, um, you know, you, you find the, the leader of the Labor Party and you have to jump on his head three times to keep him from taking the Wi-Fi down. Wouldn't it be easier? I don't know why you're trying to add to this. It's already perfect. Wouldn't it be easier if you just grabbed his tail and then threw him off a platform? Yeah, you could do that. You could do that. This guy was saying you just swing around really hard. Maybe you just have to wait until he spits something at you, and then you can jump on it and throw it back at him. (laughs) There is, um, there's this this thing that they do, like once a year, where there's like a spokesperson for the queen. That light comes in and they like they slam the door on his face and then he has to knock again and then they open it up and then they'll talk to him like this is a thing that they do. And it's supposed to be like uh, it's it's supposed to be like a reference to some shit that happened a long time ago. And maybe maybe say like, you know, the speaker, the speaker, he's coming to work. He's coming to Parliament. They slam the door on his face. But but the speaker the speaker's a really strong dude. He does like a palm strike on the center of the door and they, they fly open and he's like, listen up. The speaker has the floor. And then it's a beat em up. It's a side scrolling beat em up through parliament. Is it uh, yeah. or like King of the Hill style? Like you got to like, or Royal Rumble style. Like as long <laughs> as you stay on the floor. Yeah. You're good. Right. But if they can manage to get you back out the door, do you- then through parliamentary procedure, you have, you're no longer the speaker. You're not filibustering. You're filibusting some heads. Nice with your double with your with your double foot drop kicks and spinning tornado hands. I was I was hoping that he was going to use his words for his attacks, but I suppose not. <laughs> no, absolutely not. They completely missed the point of filibustering. Yeah. Like it's something that they one of their American friends told them about, and they're like, "Oh, that's a really good idea," but they didn't listen to him. Until he was done talking. So they just, they, every, every day, it's just a rumble on the floor of the House of Parliament, and you get to watch. 
I can't wait for the DLC costume, which is literally nothing but a powdered wig and chicken grease. Mm. They actually Mm -hmm. actually included some DLC on the disc. It's where you fight Robert's Rules of Order, and it's it's been it's been tumultuous. The fact that they included it on there, but you still have to unlock it by paying extra. It's really kind of (laughs) of messed up. World of Cash Grab, submitted by Miles, is online. So EA is going out of business. Shocking. Wow. What happened? <laughs> well, uh, I don't know, but this is the world that we live in. And so here we are. EA is going out of business. It's been proclaimed. But nobody knows this. This is a surprise you just like it surprises everybody else. Okay. And so what to do besides release a full priced title um, and, and call it World of Cash Grab and hype it up as the biggest, uh, bestest game in the entire industry and uh, not put a disc in the case. So this is going to be a first where we're selling a game that has no disc and no download code in the box. So EA EA chose the title of the game. Yes. So this is it's this is literally just the last. This is, this is a last leg. That's last day ditch you can. effort. You can, of, on EA. This is a yeah. This is a trick you can only pull once. Okay. And do they advertise that there is nothing in the box? You know. I don't think they probably would okay. because that might in, that might prevent people from buying it, I think, which is the whole point. Wow. Okay. So oh, okay. so they call it World of Cash Grab. Mm-hmm. And then they just don't put anything in the box. And then, Wait, yes. so they don't e- it's not like it's not like you get like a download code for what this game actually is. There's, There's a okay, maybe there is the a box. piece of paper with a code on it. But it doesn't work. It, <laughs> it directs you to a website. <laughs> it just installs viruses on your everybody's computer. It turns it into a bot, yeah. and that's how they intend to make money back. It's there a QR go. code that just redirects to Meatspin. <laughs> like, <laughs> screw you guys. Except, they, except that some, except that somebody mistyped when they made the QR code. And it's just m e e t spin dot com. So they couldn't even get that. It's right. like Meatspin. He's a pretty good guy. He's got a weird name. <laughs> I like organic carrots. <laughs> this is my sister Twirl. We find the land together. <laughs> How many ferrets do you have? I have seven. My name's Spin. Spin Jurgens. Spin Jurgen. Spin Jurgen is the most masturbatory name that has ever been that has ever been purported. Purported? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Ice Road Washers submitted by maybe Hiroshi. So, I mean, you guys are all familiar with History Channel's series Ice Road Truckers, of course. Of course. Intimately. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, Intimately. every every I don't season you understand. <laughs> These truckers, you know, intimately, I know this show (laughs) inside and out. Any show with truckers, but specifically ones dealing with ice. I'm a part of a. I'm part of a message board called Ice Road Fuckers. (laughs) I went there. The joke was there. I took it. (laughs) So the ice road truckers, you know, they're driving across frozen lakes and rivers, you know, in the remote Arctic territories. Mm In the off season, the, these roads they have to be cleaned. You know, they have to be cleaned so that the so that the trucks can make it can make it by. But here's the thing, though, is that you know anybody knows you're gonna wash something, you gotta do it with hot water. But these yep. are ice roads. Oh shit! So what are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. 
You know, how are you going to, how are you going to be, how are you going to be the ice road washer? Um, so it becomes a uh, temperature regulation game. Uh, maybe it's on the iPad. You've got two, you know, you've got your, your faucet, you've got your hot and your cold spigots and you got to adjust them to just the right, you know, the right temperature so that the road doesn't melt and the truckers die. It'd be like a, like one of those bridge simulating games, you know, where you build the bridge and then they drive the truck, the, you know, the truck across it. And if the truck makes it, then you win. But this one, if, you know, if the truck gets sucked into a watery grave, then you fucked up. That is and that, that is, tells you that is how you know that you made a that you made a mistake. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to pitch this as an addendum or a complete replacement to that. Okay, I'm I'm open. You own you own a trucking line. Maybe you are one of the ice road truckers. Pick your favorite, Petey Boy. He's my favorite. Okay, so maybe maybe you're you're in charge of Petey Boy's Truck Co. Right, and I mean, there's a lot of people that rely on you. To support them, Jay Westgard but, is actually my favorite. Although okay. I was a big fan of TJ Tilcox, <laughs> you know. But but the business isn't doing good, and the bank, you know, that shady ass bank, it they're bearing down on you. And you know, this might be this might be your last haul, right? And so, what do you do to to just get the bank off your back and save your trucking line, bikini car wash? So here's what I'm thinking: like you have all of the uh all of the uh, ice road truckers come through you know and they've got enough crap built up on their vehicles at this point you mm-hmm. know they're going to need to come through your your ice road wash right right and so they come on through and you wash down all these cars and it's not like it's not like attractive females it is like all of your favorites from ice road truckers all the beefy men uh in their bikinis washing Tony down Tony Molesky from sure. season 5 <laughs> amongst amongst I can't, your other I favorites. I can't believe they got him back. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, we I can mean, mocap this. The guy's been on the ice road for 19 years. Uh, you know. Well, I thought he was done. He's uh, no, I thought he was done. No. You can take the you can take the the Tony off the ice road, but you can't take the ice road off the Tony. You know what? We're going to try with our car wash. Oh. Take all that grime off. That's right. Mm-hmm. Freshen him up. Mm-hmm. I mean, D- Taylor, who's your favorite driver? <sighs> I don't know. I just, I just feel like Big Al was always, like, always had a, like, something special. Like, even, even when they stopped showing him in season two and they brought him back yeah. in season three because they realized, oh shit, people actually liked watching Big Al. Um, uh-huh, I, I uh-huh. know, shocker, because obviously he was the best on the whole show. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, I just always liked watching him. You, you struck me actually like a, like a season sixer. Like, you were a fan of Ronald Porkchop Mangum. <laughs> So I'm, you know, I'm surprised to hear you say that. Maybe a Daryl Ward or an Austin Wheeler. You know, it's funny I say you say that because I always did love Choppy. You know, <laughs> after, after season six, I wasn't sure, but you know, I got halfway through and I was like, man, I was a Choppy fan. Like after that, you, I'm, I, you know, I'm impressed. You, you, you got me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you know, the funny part is when you guys think I'm making these names up, <laughs> these are all actual drivers' names. Pork chop is absolutely a season sixer. Jiggy Jiggly Juggles, the jiggling, jumping, juggling giant jumbo jet, submitted by Sneaky Spatula. Oh damn, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> JJ for short, <laughs> also known as JJ 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 JJ. JJ. Mm, okay, uh, that's that's actually the right number of J's. I'm impressed. I mean, obviously we got clowns. We got a clown problem. Uh-huh. Um, 
they they're they're jiggly. They wobble a lot. They uh-huh. dance not particularly well, but yeah. they can do jigs. Um, yeah, and also they uh, they transform into giant jumbo jets. Oh, they transform. Yeah, they transform. Oh, so this is like this is like the ill-advised um, spinoff of Transformers. Correct, correct. And so okay. it was just like, let's get something clowns in disguise. Yeah, they, they wanted something hyper kiddy. They didn't want something that was just for kids. They wanted something. Listen, I want to be able to mass market it to the even younger. They want to indoctrinate, you know, starting at age three, all the way up. So. You know, so they, they get you your, your giant jumbo jets, you know, clowns transforming into them, but, you know, they're also juggling and they're dancing, um, you know, and they're just kind of jiggling around all at the same time. But, I mean, as we know, of course, this is about only one um, jiggling, jumping, juggling, giant jumbo jet, right. uh, which is, you know, jiggy, jiggly juggles. Right. Well, I mean, it, like, do you remember when David Copperfield made that plane disappear? Uh-huh. Like, it's the moment that I think most people fell in love with magic, right? Right. And Jiggy Jiggly was not, I would not think, the most successful clown. But he figured, you know what, guys? If I manage to juggle um, not just a giant jumbo jet, but a jiggling, jumping giant jumbo jet that is also in itself juggling, well, I mean, who Wait, would I? So he's juggling be- one of himself because, I mean, he is a jiggling, jumping, juggling giant jumbo jet. Well, I don't think the Jiggy Jiggly is a giant jumbo jet. I think the giant jumbo jet juxtaposed against I mean, Jiggy Jiggly. Oh, wait, so wait, 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 wait. So Juggles is not his last name. He's not Mr. Juggles. No, no, no. This he's, is this is what he's, he's doing. Jiggly, this is, this he's is about Jiggy Jiggly. Jiggly and he right, juggles the jiggling, jumping, Jiggly gi- juggling, is giant jumbo juggling jet. the jiggling, jumping, juggling, giant jumbo jet. Oh, clearly. Right. Which is conveniently, I mean, it jiggles because it's made of jello. The jet is the giant jet is made of jello. Yeah, the giant jumbo jet's made of jello. It jiggles because it's made of jello. Well, Jiggy Jiggly, <laughs> Jiggy Jiggly <laughs> made a giant jumbo jet out of jello because he wanted the jiggling to be right. Uh, okay, it was so important that, to him. Okay, I mean, I guess, I guess, but I mean, you're 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 sacrificing its functionality as a as a jiggling, jumping, juggling giant. Oh jumbo no, jet I mean it, it is it by is, by jiggering that out of jello. Right. Well, I mean, its purpose is not for. It's not for transportation. It's well, for then juggling. It, a jumbo it be juggled. Jet. It is a giant jumbo jet, but it is also for juggling, and it's more difficult to juggle well, a, wait, a jiggling giant jumbo juggling jet. Or obviously, does it juggle? Because um, it also juggles. Okay. That's the trick, right? Well, I don't think that it would hold up under the support of uh, under the under the, uh, the strain of juggling either. So yeah, I mean, you're talking about a jumbo jet made out of jello, which is giant, by the way. It's juggling. Mm-hmm. And you're juggling it, right. and it's supposed to stay. And it's jumping. And it's jumping. And you're going to somehow jerry-rig this thing to work? You know, like, going to jerry-rig the jiggling, jumping, juggling, giant jumbo jet? So you can juggle it? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I want to I make the leap of faith here. I really do. Yeah, I mean, I'd love, I'd but, love but to. You, but you've got to give me some justification. <laughs> Come on, Jerry. Come on, Jerry. Give me some justification for Jiggy Jiggly the Juggles. I mean, trust me, I, I want a jiggling, jumping, juggling, giant jumbo jet as much as the next guy. Clearly. But I just feel like you're just going to have to make it out of something else. Okay. Well, okay. Hear me out. What if the jiggling, jumping, juggling, giant jumbo jet is juggling smaller jumbo jets, so not so jumbo, that are themselves jello? So he's the one that's juggling the jello. Okay. Okay. So Jiggy Jiggly juggles the jumbo jet. The jumbo jet is also jiggling, but also juggling and juggling smaller jumbo jets 
that are jello. Okay, so the big one is not made out of jello, it's just an actual jet. <laughs> exactly. And it's juggling. Because that's fu- it's it's more functional that way. But Listen, it's not a jet while he's juggling. He's I mean, clearly going to have to transform. I don't think jumbo jets juggling are, are in question at this point. That has to exist. I just say why not have him juggle a little jello. Sailboat Strike Force submitted by Phil 82245. You know, the, we we are we are locked in um you know the future of warfare won't take place in the air or with black ops or or even on the ground it's going to take place in the sea Mm um you know all the world's nukes have been disposed of uh the only you know the only thing left is um you know our our sea battles and in america you know we just have not you know we haven't been doing so great the the old us of a it's us versus the confederation of europe asia and africa um, they've wow. all they've all homogenized yeah, at this point. That's a big that's a big opponent. Yeah, yeah, and so they've they've decimated our forces our forces, and the only thing we have left are our sailboats. You know, did we did we get, run out of gasoline? Yes, we did. Oh, well, because this is Waterworld. Yeah, this is a big deal. We live in Waterworld. Well, Waterworld had gasoline. There just wasn't you know. no. <laughs> oh <laughs> no, and um. So, you know, so we we have to assemble um, assemble basically a team of of middle aged um, of middle aged, you know, sailboating enthusiasts uh, and in the hopes that we can take apart, you know, that we can take apart, you know, these battleships just by, you know, launching sailboats in mass. You know, to confront them. And so, it's you know, it's a strategy game. Okay. But um, you know you're you're gonna lose a lot of sailboats, but you also have a lot of sailboats. Well, that's what I like to hear. Yeah, you know what I mean. Those, I mean, those are odds that I can work with. I mean, you can mount you can mount guns on these sailboats. I would hope so. I think, but it's gonna be very difficult because you know they're these are small smallish boats. You know, so the size of the gun that you can mount on them is gonna be very limited. Do I instead train archers, and then the archers stand in the crow's nest? And fire from the crow's nest, the crow's nest of a sailboat. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, I mean you can. Okay, you can. I mean, I mean, I would think that you could probably at least get like a rifle. <laughs> like well, I they, don't know. I mean, there's know. no more gasoline. Who else knows? I mean, who? We have no idea what else is missing from this future. You know, you only got six bullets. So yeah, use your rifle, but then save one bullet for yourself. That's what every sailboat strike force man knows. You know, every sailboat only gets six bullets. There's a lot of sail. It's tough times. There's a lot of sailboats, but you only get one gun. It's okay, so times. this is similar. Um, I don't know how familiar you guys are with uh, with Eve Online, but there was a big event there where you know, in a high security area, they wanted to like destroy all these ships. And what they would do is they take all these really small, cheap ships and they load them with one gun and one round of ammunition each, and they just warp them in like one after another, and they'd fire one bullet, and you know, they'd get destroyed immediately by the by the police forces. But it was enough to take down these giant ships. And I'm thinking we can pull off kind of a similar concept. You know, you, you know that you're going to lose all these sailboats, but they've got like just, you know, they've got like one archer with one arrow. And that's all they need, you know, because with enough boats, mm. you'd be able to take down a battleship. So does, did, did he, do our opponents have battleships? Yes. Well, I mean, they have the, you know, the, the Middle East, um, as you may know, is in Europe. Um, of course. 
Yeah, and so they have access. They have gasoline. Like, they got it. Okay. Right? Like, you know, we don't because we still, we because we, you know, nobody wants to drill for oil in Alaska. You know, it's it's being held up in Congress. Oh, I see. Right. Okay. So someone's filibustering it still. It's being filibustered. There's no with fists. The speaker the and, speaker has left the floor and nobody <laughs> will talk about it anymore. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, we don't have any we don't have any gasoline left, so we have to resort to sailboats. Wow. That's a pretty dire situation. Now the yeah. the interesting thing is the game is actually played as a uh, a monologue simulator so it's it's not even it's not even like a dialogue engine it's a monologue engine and you are just in charge of of um the most making the most rousing speech to the uh sailboat strike forces as they head out coincidentally your your boat is made out of a single log so it's a monologue boat it's not a coincidence it was done intentionally to make it more um well well, yeah like to to make it more impressive. I you learn something new every game. Yeah. The winds of change. It's behind you, boys. <laughs> this has been a fistful of pixels. Don't forget to check us out on iTunes and leave a review. Also, help us make the next great video game by sending a tweet with your title to at Fistful of Pixels. Didn't get your fill of fun and laughs on this episode of Fistful of Pixels? Well, then check out these other Geekly Ink shows, including Drunks and Dragons, Casts of Thrones, Cthulhu and Friends, Dreadful Thoughts, Sayer, and Top 5 of Death. You can also check out the forums and see new content coming out daily over at geeklyinc.com. And afterwards, make sure to head over to our shop and grab some of that sweet geekly swag. When you've finished with that, go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. 